0: Through, we need to give them that. What? what? The, two Beach sisters, they did the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah, the two Huntington Beach sisters. You stand up, okay? they give you a clap. You did the whole thing. Okay. So, so we have eight. So we have eight sisters that did the whole thing. We have eight sisters that did the whole thing. Okay. Now. We will give you a special reward, okay? Uh, and probably we need to, uh, we need to uh, um, find something that you don't already have. If you don't already have, one of these uh, songbooks will give you one of these, okay? Or if you like another one, you can have one of these. Or if you don't have this... Uh, if you have that, and you like to have, we will send you, as soon as it arrives, Volume 6 of the Summer School Lesson Book on the Word of God. The brand new one. That I know you don't have. Okay, so you have a choice. All eight of you, let Dennis know. And when, as soon as it arrives, we'll give you Volume 6 of the Summer School Lesson Book on the Word of God. I guess you have one through five. Uh, do you have one through five? Do you you girls have one through five? You have the summer school lesson books, right? Okay. Do you have one through five? You girls? You have one through five. So you like number six, okay? Or you can take your choice of any of the summer school lesson books, but we'll send you the brand new one, okay? So we got eight. Eight books to send, okay? Then everyone else who tried, what we will send you is, we will send you a special singing tape of young people singing uh, that we made, uh, and and actually uh, we made this a couple of years ago, and it's quite good. We made it, compiled it from some young people's conferences of a young people singing tapes. So we'll send uh, you. Just give the numbers to uh, uh, Dennis of everyone else who tried, and we'll send it to you. Okay, we'll see that you get it. Okay, so that's. Your, for your effort, we'll give you something. And for those who did the whole thing, these eight, they get something special. And we'll also give them a singing tape. They get a singing tape too. Okay? So they get double, double blessing. Okay? That's fair, right? Is that fair? Okay. 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 Uh, so I realize that was not the easiest uh, easiest <laughs> portion to uh, try. I appreciate that so many of you tried it, so that's very, very good. I would encourage you to keep trying to memorize the Word of God. Okay, well, uh, we're going to have this session and... Uh, what? Huh? Well, Well, you're a little late. I asked if there was anyone else. Now you found out about the reward. Now you want to do it. Shall we let them try? Shall we let them try? Okay. The Lord loves mercy, so we give you mercy. Go ahead, try. You want to try? Okay, amen. Very good. Okay. <laughs> um, why don't we switch? I think Dennis has too much to do. You give all the numbers to John Herman. Stand up. You know John? John Herman. So you give him the number. Don't bother Dennis. Dennis has too much to do. Okay. John Herman will take this all down. Okay. And the names and, and uh, then we know what to do. Okay. Okay. We have one more uh, session this first session and then we have another second session. Uh, in this first session, I like to uh, uh, check with you, where are you, right? Where are you? Hiding or seeking? Where are you? Lost or found? Where are you? Guilty or innocent? Where are you? Dead or alive? Very good. Okay. Uh, we're seeking. How do we seek? How do we seek? Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near, right? We're seeking him by calling on him, right? We seek him by calling on him. Then we're found, how? By believing that Jesus is the Savior who can rescue the lost sheep and bring us back to God. Jesus is the loving Savior who brings us back to God. So we're found by believing, believing in this Jesus as the loving Savior who brings us back to God. To God. And then we're innocent by repenting and confessing our sins so that we may receive the cleansing and the forgiveness by the blood of Jesus. Right? So we're innocent by confessing, confessing our sins, and then we receive the forgiveness and cleansing by the blood of Jesus. And then we're made alive by receiving Christ as our life, by receiving Him. Right, by receiving Christ as our life and as the living one in our spirit to make us alive and to make us living. Okay, now I have one more for this session this morning. Uh, Don't answer my question, uh, but I'll ask it, and then you think about it. Where are you, in Satan's hand or in God's hand? Ho-ho! Where are you, in Satan's hand or in God's hand? Beside calling on the Lord and believing in him and confessing our sins to him and receiving him, beside these four things, there is another very, very crucial item. And that is, where are you? In Satan's hand or in God's hand? What do you think it means to be in Satan's hand? How about, tell me, what do you think it means? To be in Satan's hand. Not being baptized, <laughs> Not being baptized he said. Okay. I, I want a, a little more basic definition. You're right. To be, to be in the world. Why? Why do you say to be in the world? It's to be in Satan's hand. You're right, but why? Yeah, he has you where he wants you. Yeah? You're right, you're right. Yeah. yeah but I'm asking the question, what does it mean to be in satan 's hands? You're, you're saying the same thing he did, right? to be in the world that's right, that's right. Yeah. to be separated from God, but we've already kind of covered that you're right, in Satan 's hands, you are separated from God, so that's right, but I 'll explain a little more. OK, Debbie be- Say it louder, Debbie, so everyone hears. To be in the world because the world is Satan's kingdom. The world is Satan's kingdom. Very good. This is a crucial point. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't hear you, honey. To be under his control. Very good. To be in Satan's hand is to be under his control. Yeah. To be living in sin. Okay. In the back. I can't hear To sin a lot, okay, is to be in Satan's hand. (laughs) To live what? In the lust of... Oh, did you hear what he said? To live in the lust of the flesh. Very good. Yes, that's right. To not confess your sins. Yeah, but that's something we covered, right? Yeah. Huh? No, you're already found. We're adding another item. So it means something a little different than what we... There was a hand over here, sorry. To be a slave, okay? She said under Satan's control, to be a slave. That's right, to be a slave. What else? Anything else? Not to be sure, okay? That's why why we have this message, because I want you to be sure. Right? That's very good. We all want to be sure where we are. That's why I'm asking the question, where are you? So we could all be sure. And that's why I didn't want you to answer prematurely. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Living in disobedience. Yeah. To be under Satan's influence. Right. Influence, control, control. Slavery? Yeah. Have no to have no conscience. Yeah, that's, that's one of the symptoms. Yeah, that's right. But I think you got the main thing already, you see. The main thing uh, is, well, let me check. Somebody said uh, to be in Satan's kingdom. What is Satan's kingdom? Debbie, you said, right? What is Satan's kingdom? The world. The world is Satan's kingdom. Okay? So... What does it mean to be in Satan's hands? What does it mean to be in Satan's hands? We know that everyone, everyone who is born into the world is in Satan's hands. Why? Because 1 John tells us that the whole world lies in the evil one. Uh, there's, a, there's an old song, maybe you never heard it, but it's, this song is about the Lord. He's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world in his hand, right? Uh, in one sense, that's true. But in a, another sense, it is Satan who has the whole world in his hand, right? It is Satan who has the whole world in his hand. He took this world, he usurped the place of God That is, he took away God's place and he became the ruler of this world. The ruler of this world. So the world is Satan's kingdom. This is called in the Bible the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness. So whenever we are caught up, whenever we have our life and our living in this world, then we are in Satan's hand. Listen, let me ask you a a question. Can a Christian be in Satan's hand? Yes Yes or no? Can a Christian be in Satan's hand, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Yes, I'll prove it. You know how I can prove it? I'll prove it this way. Do you remember in the Old Testament when the children of Israel, the children of God, were in slavery in Egypt, right? They were in slavery. Pharaoh was there ruling over them. And he was dealing very hard with them. And it's called the house of bondage. They were in bondage in Egypt. And they were slaves, and they had to slave hard every day to build the treasure cities of Egypt for Pharaoh. And when they multiplied, then he made it even harder for them. And he had taskmasters to beat them if they didn't produce enough bricks. And then he killed all the baby boys. Right? You know the story in how Moses was spared. Right? This was in Egypt. In Egypt. Egypt represents the slavery of the world and Pharaoh represents Satan the ruler of Egypt then when the Lord sent Moses to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt you remember that they had to slay a lamb right and they had to put the blood of the lamb on the doorposts of the house and they had to eat the lamb in that night. And they were redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Then when the angel of death passed over the land, any house that didn't have the blood on it, the angel of death killed the firstborn son, the oldest son. How many of you are the oldest son in your family? I am. I am too. See? Okay. If, if you were there in Egypt that night and there was no blood on the doorpost, you're dead. And there was great crying in Egypt that night because there was death came to every house where there was no blood. But every house where the blood was, the redeeming blood that, cl- that covered the sins of the people, in every house where the blood was, there was life. No death, there was life. But, listen, they were still in the houses in Egypt. So this proves that you can be forgiven your sins and you can have life, not death, and still be in Egypt. And still be in Egypt. What did they need to do that night? Even that night they had to do something. What did they have to do? Do you know the story? What did they have to do? Junior Highers, tell me. What did they have to do? Huh? Yeah, they they sprinkled the blood and they ate the lamb, but then they had to do something further. What did they have to do? Huh? Yeah, I covered that. Right, they killed the lamb and they put the blood and they ate the lamb in the house and the angel of death passed over and he passed over every house. So every house where the blood was had life and every house where the blood was not, had death. Then they had to do another thing. Do you know? They had to leave Egypt. That's right. Is that what you were going to say? What were you going to say? Huh? They had to leave Egypt. He got the He got the right point. They had to flee in the night. Even while they were eating, listen, listen. Even while they were eating, they had to have their coat on and their staff in their hand. Staff is for walking in the wilderness, right? The walking stick. They even ate with their coat on for traveling and the staff in the hand. And they left in such a hurry that the bread had no time to rise and be leavened, so it was unleavened bread, (laughs) right? They had to bake it without being leavened and they had to flee in the middle of the night. And when they fled, where did they go? Huh? Yeah, but how did they get from Egypt to the wilderness? Huh? The Red Sea. They had to pass through the Red Sea. And Paul tells us that they were baptized in the Red Sea. The Red Sea was their baptism. So the deliverance from the slavery... Of Satan's hand in the world in bondage is to be baptized in that very night after they believed and they sprinkled the blood and they ate the lamb and they had life instead of death right in other words they were seeking they were found they were innocent they were alive but they still needed one more thing there had to be a final step in their salvation And that final step was to leave Egypt and to pass through the Red Sea. And you know the story. When they came up to the sea, they thought, we have no way to go. And God opened the water. And they went through on dry ground. And then after they got through, Pharaoh, with his armies, chased them. Right? And Pharaoh and his armies and his chariots came charging after them. And when Pharaoh and his armies got into the Red Sea, the water closed and killed them all. Hallelujah! (laughs) Then they were free! Right? Satan and his army perished in the sea. And the children of Israel were free on the other side. And they sang a song of praise to God. Right? They sang a song of worship because they were free from the house of bondage. Hallelujah! Not only you have to be seeking and found and innocent and alive, you have to be free. Listen, to be in God's hand is to be free. To be in God's hand is to be free from the house of bondage, to be free from Satan's kingdom. Okay, so we have to realize that this is a very, very crucial step. A very, very crucial step. Let me check. Let me check with you all. How many of you have passed the first four steps? You're seeking, you're found, you believed in the Lord, you're innocent because you confessed your sins and you have the cleansing and you're alive because you received Christ as your life. How many of you passed the first four steps? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. If you didn't, I hope you would pass the first four steps before you leave. Okay? I think that's almost everybody. Okay, thank you. Put your hands down. Then let me check. How many of you have been baptized? Raise your hand. Okay. So there's a number. Good. You can put your hand down. For those of you who've been baptized, I'd like to let you know. This means that you have been transferred out of Satan's kingdom into God's kingdom. Colossians 3 or Colossians 1:13 says this, right? Who delivered us out of the authority of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the son of his love. By our baptism, we are delivered out of the authority of darkness. That means that Satan has no right over you anymore. Listen, all you who have been baptized, Satan has no right over you because you have been transferred out of his kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of God's love. God did this when you were baptized he transferred you he delivered you out of the house of bondage and he transferred you out of Satan's kingdom into God's kingdom but we know after the children of Israel were in the wilderness sometimes they wanted to go back they did how foolish they were crying for deliverance when they were there and then after they were saved sometimes they wanted to go back that's just like you That's just like you. Sometimes you think there's something better back there. You forgot how bad it was. You forgot what bondage it was, what a slavery it was. These three things are joined together. The world, the flesh, and the devil. The world, the flesh, and the devil. You know... We have a marvelous triune God. Our triune Savior God is the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. But there is an unholy trinity. There is an unholy trinity. The world is against the Father. And the devil is against Christ. And the flesh is against the Spirit. And the world, the devil and the flesh are always trying to pull us back into Satan's hand. But we have been delivered. We have been delivered. We have been delivered. Amen. And we have to sing the song, no, 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 I'll never go back anymore. Right? No, 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 I'll never go back anymore. We should never go back. Because when we got baptized, we've been free. We've been set free from Satan's kingdom. So we should never go back to be under his control, in his slavery. The slavery of what? The slavery of the world, full of the lust of the flesh, all ruled over by the devil. The devil wants to keep men from serving God in God's kingdom from being free to love God and to serve God and to enjoy God so he does everything he can to hold us but praise the Lord when we were baptized we got delivered out and transferred into out of and into right out of Satan's hand into God's hand on God's side he would never let you go right the Lord Jesus said, no one can pluck them out of my Father's hand. We're in God's hand. On his, for God's part, He would never let us go, so He would never give up on you. But sometimes we wander back, right? Sometimes we wander away. We turn our back on the Lord and we go back. Young people, you have to know that to have a full salvation, you have to remain in God's kingdom. What is God's kingdom today? What is God's kingdom today? Tell me. Do you know? The church. Satan's kingdom is the world, and God's kingdom is the church and the church life. The church life is the place in which we can be saved from the unholy trinity of the world, the flesh, and the devil. And the church life is the place where we can be supplied with the dispensing of the divine trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit dispensed into us, supplying us, right? Building us up together in the church life. So the final step that we all need to pass is out of Satan's hand into God's hand. We all need to enter into baptism. All those of you who have not been baptized, I'd just like to give you this very brief word this morning. You need to be baptized. You need to be baptized. You need to be baptized. Mark 16, 16 says, He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Again, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. By believing, by believing, In Christ, as our Redeemer, our redeeming Savior, we have eternal salvation. But by being baptized, we have salvation from the world, from Satan's kingdom, daily, a daily salvation. So we need not only an eternal salvation, but we need a daily salvation. And this is by believing and being baptized. This will save us from the world. Because then, from then on, Satan has no right to you. Satan has no right. It's only if you give him some right that he gets it. But he has no right. So when Satan comes after you're baptized, all you have to say is, Satan, you have no right to me. I've been transferred out of your authority. I'm not under your authority. You know, listen, I travel. I have traveled to many places in the world. I have traveled to Africa, and I have traveled to Europe, and I have traveled to Asia, and I have traveled to New Zealand. I have traveled to many places. And you know what the most precious thing is when you travel around the world? The most precious thing is your U.S. passport. You believe me. You guard that with your life, right, Cyrene? Yes, you guard that passport with your life. You know what I do if I'm staying in a hotel that, where I'm not sure about the security? I put my passport under my pillow at night. You believe me? Don't think I'm superstitious or I'm too much. No, no, no. All over the world, people love to get American passports. They do. Why? Because this passport says I'm under the authority and the protection of the US government. Anywhere in the world, if I get in trouble, I can call the American consulate because I'm an American citizen. That doesn't mean I can go and break the laws freely in other countries. I don't mean that. But anyway, this is a great protection. If I run out of money, if all my money gets stolen, I go to the American consulate and they'll help me to get the money to get home. They will. You see, this is my protection. Listen, if I get unjustly arrested, they'll get me out. Right? They'll get me out. What a shame in these recent years. We don't, we don't take care of all of our citizens so well, right? We have some still hostages there. That's terrible. But in principle, and in years gone by, we would have sent the Marines in long ago. Just go get them. Get them out. They're U.S. citizens. You have no right to them. You can't kidnap Americans. No. No. Of course, human government doesn't always work the way it should, so I'm not going to talk about that. But I'm talking in principle, right? So once you have been saved and been baptized, then you have a passport of God's kingdom. Hallelujah. Then Satan comes to kidnap you. And you say, Satan, you have no right to me. I'm not your citizen anymore. I was your citizen before, but now I have become a citizen of God's kingdom. I have taken the oath of allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the triune God and to the church, his kingdom on earth. We need such a pledge of allegiance, right? Yeah, that's what it means. That's what it means when you get baptized. That's your pledge of allegiance. When people become American citizens, right? You weren't a citizen. you're naturalized right are you naturalized you had to go to the court right she had to go to the court and she had to take the pledge of allegiance I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America well I don't like to say that because that's not what we're here for that's wonderful on this earth that's wonderful and then after that she, she used to be a citizen of Hong Kong now she's a citizen of the United States so Hong Kong can't kidnap her anymore she belongs to us Sister Cyrene. I knew her when she was a teenager. We were teenagers together. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) except she's much younger than I am. (laughs) She really is. Anyway, uh, but I, I knew her when she first came to this country from Hong Kong. Then she became an American citizen. Now, see, she has the rights and privileges of a citizen of the United States. So when we believe and we're baptized, then we get the rights and privileges of a citizen of heaven, (laughs) the kingdom of God, the kingdom of the heavens. That means that Satan has no right over us. Any, Any kingdom, any government has the right over its citizens. But when you change your citizenship, then that right is finished and your new country has the right over you. So this is what we need. We all need a change of kingdom. When we are baptized, actually, this is our oath of allegiance. We are saying to Satan, listen, when you get baptized, you know who's watching? The angels are watching. The demons are watching. The devil is watching. The Lord is watching. The saints are watching. The church is watching, and the world is watching. Everyone's watching this. There has to be a public ceremony, right? When you, when you become an American citizen, you don't just go into your closet and, and, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the... You know, nobody hears you. No, no, no. You have to go to the courthouse or to the judge's chamber. You have to go someplace public. And there have to be witnesses. You have to have some witnesses there, right? And then the whole world, the heaven knows, and hell knows, and the earth knows, and the church knows. Everybody knows that this is now no longer part of Satan's kingdom. This one is no longer belongs to Satan. This one belongs to God. This one is in God's hand, God's loving, protecting hand. That is his kingdom in the church life. This is why you all need to be baptized. So all of you who haven't been baptized, if you're from Anaheim, next Lord's Day, we will have a baptism. If you're from Long Beach, next Lord's Day, there will be a baptism. I encourage you, young people, be baptized in the church in front of the saints. I know when we go door knocking, we baptize people in their bathtubs. But those of you who grew up in the church life, this is your family. Your mother and father are not just your family. The church is your family. This is your new family in the new kingdom. So the more people who can be at your baptism, the better. That's why we like to do it after the Lord's Day morning meeting. Then we tell all the saints, Hey, saints, we have a number of sixth graders now who are going to be baptized. Let's all go over and pray for them and put them into the new kingdom. You see? So then, that's a good testimony before heaven and before earth and before hell hades before the angels before the demons before god before the devil before man before the world and before the church before everybody we like to do it in an open way no secret as americans i like to say i am an american well as a christian i like to say i belong to god's kingdom I don't belong to Satan's kingdom anymore. Hallelujah. I'm free. I'm set free from the house of bondage. He has no right over me. He has no right over me. In John 3, 5, it says, we need to be born of water and of the Spirit to enter into the kingdom of God. When we believed and received the Lord as life, we were born in our spirit. But we need to pass through the water of baptism. This is a birth into the kingdom. To enter into the kingdom of God, we have to be born of water and the Spirit. So we need the baptism to seal what happened inwardly. Right? We believed, we received, but now we need to be transferred. We need a transfer out of the kingdom of darkness, And then Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, he says, in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Hallelujah! We're all baptized into the same body. That's the church, the body of Christ, which is the kingdom of God. So you can see by these three verses, Mark 16, 16, to be saved. And here the context, it means to be saved from the world. We have to believe and be baptized. And then to enter into the kingdom of God, we have to be born of water and the Spirit. And then when we are baptized, the Spirit puts us into the body. In one Spirit, we were all baptized into one body. That is, into the church, the body of Christ, which is God's kingdom on the earth. So the baptism is very, very important. It's a very crucial step. That is the step that breaks the connection with Satan's kingdom and sets us free to enjoy the Lord together in God's kingdom, the church life. Hallelujah. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Again, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. This weekend, we don't only want you to be seeking We don't only want you to be found. We don't only want you to be innocent. We don't only want you to be alive. We want you to be in God's kingdom. We want you to be in God's hand, that is, in God's kingdom. That means God has the right to us. We belong to him because he purchased us with his own precious blood. So we belong to him. Then he has every right to us because our connection with the world is cut. And a new connection, a new citizenship is established. And we are the citizens of the kingdom of God. This is why you must be baptized. How about, how many of you sixth graders like to go home to be baptized? Raise your hand. How many like to be baptized when you go home? Stand up. Let's see. How many? Let's get a count. Would you mind? Stand up. How many of you like to go home to be baptized? All the sixth graders who've been saved have to go home to be baptized. Very good. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15, 16, 17, 17. Very good. Thank you. Okay. At least 17. If any of the others of you who've been saved, you haven't been baptized yet, you need to consider about this. Now, let me add one little P.S. Maybe you say, well, I was baptized five years ago in my bathtub at home by my mother and father. That's very good. This shows your mother and father's loving, tender care over you to help you to be saved and to help you to be baptized. But sometimes, sometimes, when we do it in that kind of private way, it's not as meaningful to us. It's not as meaningful to us. So there's no reason why, if you have the feeling And if you feel led by the Lord for you to do it again publicly in front of the church, there's nothing wrong with that. And I can prove it because Israel got baptized twice. (laughs) The children of Israel got baptized in the Red Sea and they got baptized again in the Jordan River. There's nothing in the Bible that says you can't be baptized more than once. Uh, So my wife, you know, she grew up in the Baptist church. And in order to be a member of the Baptist church, you have to be baptized. So she got baptized. But then when she was your age, a teenager, then she really experienced the Lord. And she felt, even though she was baptized once, she felt it wasn't that meaningful to her the first time. So she got baptized again after she had a real experience of the Lord. And she got baptized a second time. And that is altogether proper. There's nothing wrong. I'm not telling you to do it, but I'm telling you, that if you have some feeling that your baptism is a little old, it's a little, even the serving ones tell you the truth, you need to reconsider about your baptism. How free are you really? Anyway, I'm not teaching that this morning, but I am indicating something. Don't make this a religious formality. Don't make this a, it's not. It's a living, vital thing. And sometimes I can tell you this. I can tell you this. Listen, in 1975, I was baptized in 1952. I was really saved. It was very meaningful to me. But in 1975, the Lord really touched me. He really touched me. You just got too old. You got a little dead. You got a little ensnared. You need to be set free again. So I got baptized again. I asked the brothers They were shocked. I told them, anyway, you have to do it. The Lord is leading me. I prayed. The Lord led me. And so that made my baptism very fresh and living. I tell you, nothing wrong with that. I'm not teaching you to do that, but I'm telling you that there's nothing wrong with that if the Lord would lead you, especially you young people who got baptized in your bathtub at home. I would especially encourage you to go to the Lord and consider whether you need a more public testimony in front of the church, in front of all the saints. I'm not saying that's wrong. There's nothing wrong. That's your parents' love and their care over you. That's very good. But if it's private and not public, then maybe you need a public testimony. Maybe you need a public testimony to make it more real and more living to you. Okay, anyway. So now you have to answer my question. Where are you, in Satan's hand or in God's hand? God's hand. Okay. I want you all to be in God's hand, right? So you go home and get baptized in the church life in front of all the saints, and then when I come back, when we come back next time, I'll question you again. Where are you, in Satan's hand or in God's hand? Anyway, if you have the intention in your heart to be baptized, then you can answer positively in God's hand, okay? So now I'll ask you one more time, where are you, in Satan's hand or in God's hand? Amen. Amen. We are now in God's hand. We're not hiding. We're seeking. We're not lost. We're found. We're not guilty. We're innocent by the blood of Jesus. We're not dead. We're alive. We're not in Satan's hand. We're in God's hand. Hallelujah. This is the five-fold salvation, (laughs) the five steps of our salvation. So we have covered a good scope of our salvation. Okay, now, I purposely did not leave any time for testimonies after this meeting. We're going to sing a chorus, and then what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. Now listen very carefully. Listen very carefully. For the second meeting, because the number is so big in this room, we're going to divide into three groups. We're going to divide into three groups. We're going to divide all the sixth graders. We'll go with Brother Dennis to the Redwood Lodge. The Redwood Lodge, you know where you had your snack last night, outside. You went down there, the dining hall is here, and you had your snack on the patio. The Redwood Lodge is the building right on the left there, the Redwood Lodge. All the sixth graders go to the Redwood Lodge. All the seventh graders, listen, all the seventh graders, you go to the chapel. If you've been here before, you know where the chapel is, over in the woods on the other side. Uh, of the camp just on the other side of the path you go up from the dining hall and it's on the left you go to the chapel all the 7th graders all the 8th and ninth graders you come back here you come back here then this will make the groups much smaller then we can have a very good time of fellowship in the final meeting of this conference and then there will be a wait a minute wait a minute Then there, will be, then there will be an opportunity for all of you to testify something or to ask any questions of the brothers, anything that's not clear, and we can have a good time of uh, fellowship and testifying and enjoyment together before we go, okay? So that will be the final meeting. I promised you something good and something better. That is the better, if you all go to testify. Now, we're going to sing one more song. We're going to sing this song, 279. 279 This is a Don't go Don't go yet Okay, 7th grade I'll do it again 6th grade is Redwood Lodge Listen 7th grade is the chapel What they call the chapel over there And we have arranged the chairs in a good way in the chapel. That's where we have met before. If you don't know, just ask some of the serving ones. They'll point you the way. And then the 8th and ninth grade comes back here. And all the serving ones will divide up among these three. We've already arranged that. Okay. Let's sing 279 in this song. Oh, it's in the hymn book, 936. 936 in the hymn book. 279. In Death's Waters, are Okay, sit down. I have one other thing I forgot to tell you. And that is I like to especially encourage you, listen, especially you sixth graders or some of you who have never attended the Summer School of Truth. If you have never attended the Summer School of Truth, uh, I encourage you very, very much to attend it in your locality. If you don't have it in your locality, tell the serving ones that you need it. Or join together. We have a number of churches in Southern California who join together and uh, work out a way to have it so that all the young people can have the Summer School of Truth. Uh, this is a very, very crucial part of our young people's work for junior high and high school. This is Summer School of Truth. I'd like to urge you and encourage you and stir you up to join the Summer School of Truth. Right? This will be a great help to you to build you up in the church life and in the Christian life and to keep you free from Satan's hand. Okay, go to the Summer School of Truth. Okay, now uh, we have just about uh, 10 uh, minutes or so that you can just be dismissed. If you need the restroom, do it. Once the second meeting starts, nobody leaves the room. Okay, it will be one hour. So go to the restroom, get a drink on the way to your other place. Okay.